Welcome to the Three Point Stance Podcast with your host, Dave Whipke. And welcome back to the Three Point Stance Podcast, where we have two new Whippy old champs and another squad moving on in the States. Let's get to last week's action. Let's start with a single A final, Fort Cherry versus Southside Beaver. And for the first time in program history, the program that has produced NFL head coaches Marty Schottenheimer and Marvin Lewis has won a Whippeal championship. Yes, the Fort Cherry Rangers brought home Whippeal gold by virtue of their win last week by a count of 42-28 to over a very good Southside Beavers squad at Acrisure Stadium. Fort Cherry quarterback Matt Sieg running back Ethan Folletto, and wide receiver Shane Cornally accounted for the six touchdowns. Sieg, he was magnificent. Rushed for 178, passed for 166. He now has 3,467 total yards and 40 touchdowns this season. Uh, Sieg scored one of four cherries, two touchdowns in the decisive third quarter when the Rangers pushed open their lead to 35-14. to The Rangers said they were motivated by the Whippeal seeding process, which left them with the two seed while Southside Beaver had the number one seed. Senior lineman Lou Ryan said after the game he, that he knew a lot of people did not expect us to be here. They've been, we've been saying this for the last four years. We're going to get a state title. We knew this is what we were looking for. This was what we were going to do. Our coaches gave us the best tools possible, and we went out and got it done. Fort Cherry used a little trickeration to establish a two-touchdown halftime lead when on fourth and goal from the seven-yard line with a little more than two minutes to go. Sieg took the snap from center, headed toward the left sideline, flipped the ball over to Cornally, who then ran the opposite way. Then he flipped the pass to Folletto, who worked his way out of the backfield and was wide open in the corner of the end zone, and that sent the Rangers off and running. Southside Beaver then came back down the field, thanks to a 24-yard run by Brody Almeshi to the Fort Cherry 40. One play later, Almeshi threw a fourth down pass that wide receiver Carter Wilson unfortunately could not hold on to. Rangers took advantage of that mishap when they drove 64 yards and scored when C hit Cornally from 22 yards out with only three seconds remaining in the half. The Rams did not have a good start to the game when they fumbled on their very first play from scrimmage. Cornally recovered at the 47 and then Fort Cherry then marched it in on 11 plays when Sieg went over from three yards out. The extra point try was no good, but Fort Cherry led 6 to nothing. Southside Beaver then appeared to take advantage when they scored the next two touchdowns to go up 14-6. But then the Rangers said enough of that as they began their rally when Sieg hit Cornally with a 34-yard touchdown pass to tie the game at 14. And from then on in, Fort Cherry took over and they were able to take home the gold. Brody Almeshi, he finished with 113 yards on seven carries. Andrew Corfield had 98 yards on 58 rushing attempts. Fort Cherry will be in the uh, PIAA semis against Red Bank Valley this upcoming weekend. Red Bank Valley took home a 44 to nothing win over District 10 champion Cambridge Springs last week. Let's talk about the AAA final. Bell Vernon versus Avonworth. Bell Vernon coach Matt Humbert has successfully navigated, piloted, if you will, the Bell Vernon Leopards to a back-to-back Whippeal championship by repeating the feat against Avonworth 26-0 at Akershire Stadium. They defeated Avonworth last year as well, becoming a trend for Bell Vernon. Quarterback Brandon Lau 
an Eastern Michigan commit through for one score and ran for two others that offset the Antelope's commitment to shut down Penn State commit Quentin Martin, who last year torched Avonworth for three scores in their win over the Lopes. Martin finished with 46 yards on nine carries and had five catches for 25 yards. So, hey, good on Avonworth for shutting him down, but you didn't win the game. So uh, hats off for Martin for doing a good job as being a decoy as Bella Vernon took control defensively. They pitched her third shutout of the year against a pretty good Avonworth offense. It came in with the third highest scoring offense in Class 3A. How good was Bell Vernon's defense? They did not allow Avonworth to convert any of its 10 third down conversion attempts or any of its fourth down conversion attempts. That is pretty dominant. The Leopards limited Avonworth to 193 yards on 45 offensive plays. The Obrey Lightfoot took the kick from the Bell Vernon 30 and returned at 58 yards to start the game at the Avonworth 22. Two plays later, Lau scored in a two-yard keeper. Preston Rathway's extra point gave the Leopards a 7-0 lead, and that was all Bell Vernon really needed. Rathway extended Bell Vernon's lead to 10-0 with a 26-yard field goal late in the quarter, making the score 10-0. Any hope Avonworth had in the lock going into the locker room was eliminated when the Leps scored 16 points in the third quarter to put the game away. Lau went in from one yard out with 4.58 to go from the third, and Dominic Galaney recorded a safety on the next drive. With 2.16 remaining in the third quarter, Lau hit Jake Getico with a 25-yard touchdown pass to close out the scoring. Lau finished with 155 yards passing, led the team with 53 yards rushing, and Bell Vernon is your Whippy Old Champs in 2023. They will move on to PIAA semifinal play when they take on Hickory this Friday night at North Allegheny High School. Let's talk about the PIAA quarterfinals for 5A. It was Peters versus Erie Cathedral Prep. And the road warriors that are the Peters Township Indians were unfazed by the Erie weather, distance traveled, or their storied opponent as the Indians simply went to work and handled the Erie Cathedral Prep Ramblers 33-14 Friday night at Dollinger Field at the Haggerty Family Event Center. Peters got out to a strong start with the taking a 14-0 lead in the opening frame thanks to quarterback Nolan DeLuccia's touchdown strikes to Ethan Wortman of 32 yards and Thomas Aspinall of 62 yards. The Ramblers, however, fought back thanks to a 34-yard Luke Costello to Corey Allen connection for one score and a nine-yard touchdown scamper by Suton Lewis with five minutes remaining in the half that tied the game. But the Peters defense didn't shut the door the rest of the way, Carter Shanafelt knocked home four field goals. Vinny Sarcone had a two-yard touchdown run with a little more than eight minutes remaining in the ball game, and that turned the lights out on the Ramblers. A Darius McMillan interception set up the Sarcone clincher. Workman also had an interception in his own in the second quarter. The Peters defense sacked Costello three times and kept the normally potent Rambler rushing attack in check. DeLuccio was 14 of 32, passing for 301 yards and two scores. Aspinall caught two passes for 76 yards, and Wortman pulled in four receptions for 76 yards. I had a chance to catch up with Peters Township linebacker Mickey Vaccarello following a game and got his thoughts on the win. Like you guys got more angry defensively as the game went on. Yeah, I mean, they got a great line. They got a physical line. Um, you know, but whenever they're physical, whenever they're good, we just want to play better. We want to play their potential, so we got physical, too. I, I, I talked about you and Mickey on the outside. You really gave them trouble to try to get to the outside, but you also got pressure as well. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, you can talk about that for a second. How you want to get home on those guys? Oh yeah, I mean, my coach just put me in a great position. They let me, they let me do me um, most of the time. So I was just able to play my game and get to the quarterback whenever I could. Feel good about moving on to the next round? Yes, sir. And that was outside linebacker Mickey Vaccarello. He and Rustin Lehman and Dante Recker and Jake Velgich and the rest of the Peters Township defense, Elliot Strats. I know I'm missing some guys, but that whole crew, Darius McMillan, they really got after it Friday night. And to be honest with you, I thought Erie Cathedral Prep was going to push them a little bit much more than what they did. But you could tell as that game went on, especially in the second half, they really, really took it to the Ramblers, especially took it to the Ramblers offense. And they, they, they kind of sagged and they kind of quit. And credit to Peter's defense for just, just being more physical uh, than the District 10 Ramblers. So kudos to Peter's Township. They'll be moving on to the Class 5A semis against Co Calico. Let's preview the PIAA single-A semifinal. It's going to be Fort Cherry versus Red Bank Valley. District 9 champion Red Bank Valley is all that is standing between Fort Cherry and a trip to the state finals as the two will collide at Farrell High School in Mercer County. The Bulldogs punched her ticket to the semis by virtue of a 44-0 win over District Tamp Cambridge Springs last Friday in Meadville. The Red Bank Valley defense was strong. They forced four first-half turnovers, three of which were interceptions and one a fumble recovery, and turned those into 22 of their 37 first-half points. Quarterback Braylon Wagner went 9-15 of for 203 yards and four touchdowns. Austin Cayley caught five for 86 yards and two scores, while Mason Klaus snagged three passes for 107 yards and a score. Drew Byers rushed for 84 yards on 16 carries and a score. He also caught a 10-yard touchdown pass in a win. As we talked about earlier in the podcast, Matt Sieg was tremendous. He threw for 166 yards. He rushed for 178. He counted for four scores on his own. So Wagner seems to be their, their answer to, to Mr. Sieg. We'll see who comes out on top. The Bulldogs also feature their own stellar sophomore quarterback, as we mentioned him earlier, and Mr. Braylon Wagner. He leads the high-power offensive attack for Red Bank Valley with 2,744 yards passing and 43, yard, 43 touchdowns, only five interceptions. This team looks like they like to throw the ball a lot. If you're throwing for almost 3,000 yards in high school, you're throwing the ball a lot. Wagner also has 300 yards rushing and eight touchdowns on the ground, giving him a grand total of 3,044 total yards and 51 total touchdowns on the year. Uh, this game should be a barn burner. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the locals for Cherry 35, Red Bank Valley 27. PIAA 5A semifinals, Peters versus Cocalico. And the Indians earned their way here by defeating Erie Cathedral Prep last week. They will face another stiff test as they're going to take on a very strong District 3 champion in the Cocalico Eagles out of the very, very tough Lancaster Lebanon League. The Eagles took down rival Ephrata. 23-9 last week to earn the crown. These Eagles are no stranger to the lights of district playoffs. They brought home the District 3 highest honor in 2022 and again in 2019. So this is three district titles for them in four years. Aaron Longenecker leads the way for the Eagles with more than 1,400 yards rushing and 19 total scores. Sam Steffi has chipped in with 821 yards on the ground with 16 scores. 
This team looks to ground and pound all night long as they have two other running backs that have 700 yards rushing on a season each. Defensively, Longnecker is also a force. He has five interceptions on the season, while Logan Brubaker brings the heat on defense with a pass rush with eight and a half sacks a year. But this Cocalico defense, as good as it is, is going to have to contend with a very powerful Peters passing attack led by Nolan DeLuccia throwing to a raft of receivers and handing off to Vinny Sarcone and Preston Blair. He has a good offensive line. I cannot envision these Eagles being able to keep up. I'll take Peters Township 28-13 over Cocalico. PIAA AAA semifinals, Bell Vernon versus Hickory. And Bell Vernon will see the District 10 3A champion Hickory Hornets in the semifinals up at North Allegheny High School. Hickory got here by taking care of Martinsburg Central last week, 26-13 in Altoona's Mansion Park Stadium. The Hornets rushed for 298 yards as a team. The win puts Hickory in the state semifinals for the first time in nine years. Freshman cornerback Jaden Phillips intercepted three passes to help lead the Hickory defensive effort, while quarterback Xander Telez rushed for 101 yards and a touchdown while senior running back Sean Kennedy added 99 yards on 10 carries. Hickory opened the game with a 13-play, 70-yard drive that used 6 minutes and 40 seconds of the first quarter clock. Lucas Jones came on and drilled a 27-yard field goal to get the Hornets off and running. Phillips' second interception of the second quarter gave Hickory possession of his own 40. Four plays later, Telez raced 40 yards into the end zone to give him his 10th rushing touchdown of the season as Hickory went on from there. Hickory's success continued throughout the third quarter as Telez tossed a swing pass to freshman Kelvin Morrison, who raced through the Dragons' defense for a 58-yard touchdown with 8.05 left in the third quarter. The conversion pushed the lead to 17-0 and basically turned the lights out on Martinsburg Central. On the season, Telez has passed for 1,034 yards and 16 touchdowns with six interceptions on the season. He also has 526 yards rushing and nine scores on the ground. Telez is one of three Hickory players with over 500 yards rushing. Freshman Kelvin Morrison leads the team with 783 yards rushing and nine TDs on 91 carries, while senior running back Sean Kennedy has tallied 529 yards and eight scores on 87 attempts. Historically, Hickory is now 3-5 all-time in PIAA quarterfinal play. The Hornets also picked up quarterfinal wins in 2013 and 2014. This will be Hickory's fourth trip to the state semifinals. In Hickory's 1989 state championship season, the Hornets entered the state playoffs in the semifinal round. Uh, I'm going to still predict Bell Vernon to win this game in a tight one, 28-27. And here are some notes that are non-playoff related. The PIAA enrollment numbers were recently released and some changes are coming to a few of our local squads. Cannon McMillan is going to have some company in Class 6A as Norwin, Hemfield, and Woodland Hills will be moving on up. Bella Vernon will move from Class 3A to Class 4A while McGuffey and Charleroi will be jumping from 2A to 3A. Tune in next week as we'll review the three local teams that are still alive, and hopefully we'll still have three teams playing for PIAA Gold next week. For the Three Point Stance Podcast, I'm Dave Whipke.